Welcome to A Brief Chat with Jason Crane. Today is the ninth day of August 2019. It is a Friday, and I'm really glad you're here. On yesterday's show, I was talking about one of my heroes, Lenny Bruce, and I mentioned how he was hounded for most of his life by cops and prosecutors trying to put him in jail for obscenity laws. And I thought that maybe a good thing for me to do today would be to talk about cops in general. If you follow me on social media, which you can do on Twitter or Instagram at Jason D. Crane, you will often see me post anti-police material, either stuff I'm sharing or stuff I've written myself. I do it quite frequently. It's because I really, really dislike cops, and I want to tell you why. You may often see the phrase or the hashtag ACAB or All Cops Are Bastards or 1312, which is the same as ACAB, All Cops Are Bastards, A-C-A-B. It's the first, third, first, and second letter of the alphabet. Yeah. You may see that on, on Twitter. You see it, you know, when uh, cops shoot an unarmed, defenseless person. So in other words, almost every day. And you might think to yourself, well, that's a pretty broad brush with which to paint to say all cops are bastards. Certainly some cops are bastards, like some of any profession are bastards, but you can't say all cops are bastards. Well, it turns out you can. You can for a couple of very good reasons. One is police take an oath to uphold the law. But the thing about the laws they take an oath to uphold is that many of them are, on the face of it, unjust. We know that. We know that. We see that right now, right? We see kids in cages in our own country. We There are you know still states where various uh, LGBTQ acts are considered illegal. There are, uh, there obviously have been over the course of our history, the majority of our history, uh, it, strict and brutal laws enforcing oppression against black people in our country and other people of color, uh, against the indigenous population of our country. There are all kinds of laws that are on the books that should not be upheld in any moral or just society that should not exist. And when cops take an oath to uphold the law, they're taking an, up, an oath to uphold the bad laws as well as the good. And you can't forget about the bad ones just because the good ones are there. You know, you can't, you can't forget about all the bad stuff that's in the law because there are some laws that you personally find convenient or make you feel safer. So if all cops take an oath to uphold laws, some of which are unjust, then I think it's fair to paint all with one brush. If you're not persuaded by that, though, then consider the case of what we see these days, where incredibly frequently in the news, we see stories of cops killing unarmed black people, killing people with mental health issues, killing deaf people who can't hear their shouted instructions and are trying to cooperate but don't know what's going on because they can't hear properly and then end up getting shot. We see that kind of stuff all the time. We see, uh, you know, planted evidence. We see body cam uh, shots of cops abusing people. I mean... You know, literally, the the Eric Garner cop just got off uh, as I'm recording this. That stuff happens incredibly frequently. And often the response to that by pro-police people is, well, that's a few bad apples. Well, as we've already discussed, there's no such thing as the a few bad apples theory where the police are concerned because they all take an oath to uphold some laws that are unjust. But as I said, if that's not persuasive for you, and if you really do believe 
that there's a few bad apples and then most cops are fine. You know, most cops are just trying to keep the peace and give directions to people and that kind of thing. Then you have to ask yourself, though, how is it that the few bad cops are still allowed to exist? And uh, first of all, <laughs> a few bad apples, that counting system needs to go away because there are all altogether there are millions of apples and some small percentage of them are bad that's still lots and lots of apples so there are lots and lots of bad cops and how can that still be the case well one of the main ways in which it's still the case is that when cops do things that are bad they almost never face any consequences as a result they don't end up in jail they don't end up losing their jobs you know sometimes they get little slap on the wrist suspensions or whatever. And the people who make sure that those things don't happen are the other people in the law enforcement community from, you know, judges to DAs to the quote unquote good cops, the ones who form the blue wall around their fellow officers and keep silent. Silence is complicity in situations like this. Silence is its own form of aggressive act against people who are being wronged by this armed force inside our communities. So I never want to hear about how there are good cops as long as there are also bad cops. Now, I can never be convinced that there are any good cops, but even for people who could be convinced that there are good cops, you can't possibly be convinced that there are good cops as long as those good cops do not make it absolutely impossible for the cops who are doing all these heinous things to exist in the police force. And they don't. I mean, I, I, I literally I know of one example I personally know, and obviously, you know, I, I can't know all things about <laughs> all communities. I personally know of one example of a cop admitting that he was on the wrong side, and he's the only cop I've ever liked. Because where I met him was at a training for union organizers. And this comes into the third reason I really, really dislike cops. And I'll finish the story about the guy in a second. And that is that every time I've, I was a union organizer for years, and I've, I've been a person who uh, took part in political protests, you know, been tear gassed, baton charged, horse charged, you know, chased in the streets by the police. Not while I was, I will, not that uh, this should matter, but not while I was in the process of engaging in violent acts, but while I was in the process of engaging in civil disobedience, although I don't think th that should matter, and this is not a blanket decree that I'm against violence. The, I, every time I've been in any situation where I was on the side of working people trying to get basic dignity, respect, fair pay, healthcare, that kind of thing on their job, the people who were on the other side forming a wall to protect the employer were the police, who are all ostensibly union members. You know, cops have unions, but those unions are essentially uh, PR agencies and the people who build the blue wall when it needs to be built. So when I was first training to be a union organizer, one of the guys in my training class was a cop. And he said, eventually, I looked through my riot shield at uh, union members and protesters so many times and realized, I think what they think. I'm on the wrong side. So he quit the police force and decided to become a union organizer. That's I respect that enormously. And I think the reason he was forced to quit is because he realized there's no such thing as a good cop inside that system. 
all you can do is fight against that system. All you can do is oppose it. There's no reforming it from the inside because at its heart, it's corrupt because of the fact that there are unjust laws to be enforced. And then beyond that, the pressure, the social pressure put on uh, quote unquote good cops to defend bad cops or at least to remain silent in the face of those bad things is so enormous that it can't be overcome in any meaningful way. And so the only thing you can do is choose to be on the other side, and there are sides in this issue. So the fact that cops enforce unjust laws and just say they're doing their job, which I – what do we call that? I think the Nuremberg defense. The fact that cops perpetuate unbelievable acts of violence against our populace and that other cops support them either actively or through their silence. And the fact that whenever the the system, the corporations, uh, the, the government, whenever the, the people whose job it is to make sure that we only get so far and no further need someone to enforce that will, the police are the people that they choose to do that enforcement. And for those reasons, and really a host of others, but for those main reasons, I really, really, really dislike cops. And I'm not shy about it. I'm not shy about it around my kids. I have never taught my kids the whole officer-friendly theory of, you know, the policeman is your friend. I don't teach them that because it's not true. My kids are white, and I'm white. My kids are, unless they engage in activities that would bring the them to the attention of the police, my kids are almost never going to walk down the street and just be harassed because of how they look because we're white. But I still want my kids to understand what it's like for other people. And what it's like in our society because of this armed force that is in every community in the United States. That's today's show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can support this show and share it with your friends and find out about all the platforms it's on and everything else at abriefchat.com. You can get in touch with me that way, too. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.